what's going on it's friday night <clears throat> jeez nine o'clock for me Mark still can't talk uh, i just got phlegm <laughs> phlegm <laughs> sorry brought to you this show brought to you by phlegm yeah mark needs mucinex um sorry about that welcome to tone talk with mark and dave hope you guys are doing great uh oh, it's been a long week for me even though i was off on vacation which is uh which is good but i'm gonna sleep tomorrow so um what about I'm sure you i know what a vacation is yeah you you've had a few you know you go to go yeah. a few places here, here and there. there here and there but I, I this is more of a staycation i should say i didn't go anywhere really except for drive to a couple colleges but um with my son <clears throat> i hope everybody's doing really good tonight and it's been a a week or so since we saw you so uh tonight's show is brought to you by sweetwater i want to mention sweetwater.com uh we have a link below it's an affiliate link if you guys use that to purchase anything on our show uh, purchase anything on the sweetwater site it gives us a kickback onto our show uh and helps support the show for me and dave and pay for stuff like the podcast and other stuff like that um and tonight we tonight we also wanted to talk about uh a few of their their pedals that they have that they recently launched um if you guys can see can you see these pedals i think it was launched quite a while ago but yeah they, they launched what was it a few months ago last year man maybe longer ago they are super cool pedals though yeah they sound yeah. great <clears throat> so you know you've got the astra modulation machine the golden reverberator and the starlight echo station um let me show you the um actual sweetwater site actually that'd be, probably be better uh for right here I'll show you that so this is the Sweetwater site and how much the pedals are. And <clears throat> so we've got the classic reverb, delay, and modulation effects. They're built upon powerful uh, new dual processor engines and UA's proven analog modeling expertise. Um, these uh, engines deliver the most sonically authentic classic effects ever placed into a stomp box. Uh, intuitive switching between presets and live modes. I actually haven't tried one. <clears throat> Dave, have you? Yeah, I've tried them all, and I, and I think they all really sound good. Tape Echo is really quite amazing. Uh, I I know that uh, uh, James, who we've had in the show, worked on these. Uh, James Santiago. Oh yeah, he worked great. on these extensively, and you know he's just a tone snob when it comes to this stuff. So, <laughs> uh, you know he he will he really got into the nitty gritty of all the little nuances of the Tape Echo and and the reverb and the modulation and uh you know they do they do really really sound good they're really well built i mean super high-end sort of effects pedal you know real durable built well mm -hmm. and uh you know they're, they're pretty great actually yeah yeah that's awesome yeah. um i mean everything that i've seen ua make has been fantastic so yeah we here on the show use ua interfaces ua uad plugins uh mm -hmm. uh i don't know just a million things you know yeah the ox is a great amazing. product yeah. uh 
Yep. So definitely check out the pedals from Sweetwater if you can. Use our link below if you feel like buying one from our link. And um, I'm sure some of you have these already. Wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Tell us in the chat if you have these pedals. I'd like to hear your thoughts and uh, if you guys have bought any of them. And uh, so definitely want to thank UA and also thank Sweetwater for uh, allowing us to promote this for them and and talk about it for them. Cool. Now we're back to other things. Back to the show. And um, I know there's a lot of uh, a lot of talk out there about all kinds oh, of God. things. Oh, God. Don't you start it. I'm not starting it. I'm just saying there's just a lot of talk about a lot of things out there. Um, I also, you know, first off, I, I, I after the Sweetwater thing, I just want to say my heart goes out to the Ukrainian people. Um. Uh, not to get political in any way, but I just want to, I really, it's really, really sad. So I know this show is international and I just want to, anybody who's affected by that, I just want to say, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, so at least that's my thoughts. Absolutely. Okay. Cool. My, my wife was Ukrainian. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Really? She was born in Ukraine. Yep. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I'm sure she has her own thoughts on, on the situation, on the situation. Yeah. <sighs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's tough. Uh, yes. As, as Zach Baines says, pray for peace. Let's hope. Let's Absolutely. Hope. Nothing, nothing's good is coming of this for anyone. So, you know, surely, surely not tubes there. I said it. <laughs> you said it first. <laughs> yeah. You said it first. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's tough. It's a tough situation. Um, but in any case, we wish everybody well. So, what's been going on with you, Dave? You've been working on anything special? Any any new rigs or anything like that? Um, did a pedal board from Lisa Etheridge. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Recently, um, other rigs than that. I mean, that was. So just um, we're always doing rigs it just depends on you know if it would be someone notable or someone someone would know or not right yeah yeah well i i love melissa etheridge's first album when that first album came out oh yeah she has a lot of good songs over the years she's always a good yep. performer too it's, a, it's always a good show is she in the rock and roll hall of fame mm. i'm not sure i don't keep track of such things mm. <laughs> I try to keep track of these things, but uh, I don't have any more room in my in my brain. I decided. <laughs> I, I I don't. I mean, so someone asked me, "Well, around. why don't you learn that or do that or we'll do this?" Like, because there's no more room. There's no more space. <laughs> full hard drive is full. Right, hard drive is full. That's funny, yeah. man. Because I don't want to. Well, why don't you learn how to repair your own car? No, no, because I don't want to that well that's there's a, a plethora of reasons why i don't want to work on my own car <laughs> yeah. yeah just like i don't want to mow my own lawn and a few other things i was when i was a kid i i i did that one of my jobs was lawn service so i could do it well but i don't want to do it anymore <laughs> no <laughs> especially in the florida heat that's it sucks uh, my lawn's small though i always said though if i moved somewhere where it had a big lawn i would definitely get a tractor oh that would be great like those and then i'd drive around in a tractor 
probably sipping a beer. Yeah. <laughs> now that sounds actually kind of that's, fun. Yeah, that's the way to go. <laughs> I agree with you. Totally. Um, Kemp, because likewise, uh, when I was a kid, there I I I plowed the driveway with a tractor. Oh, the snow. In the snow, yeah. So driving a tractor was fun from the time I was a little kid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's cool. How how old were you when you were doing that? Man, I I, I don't remember when that started. Pretty young. Huh. huh? Yeah. I never rode the tractor. I just had the shovel. Uh, David Mark, too big for a shovel. Greetings from the UK. Hey, greetings from you. Also, man, greetings to you. Hey, man. Uh, all right. So first question out at the gate here. Uh, no super chats yet, I don't think. But uh, is Dave looking forward to the new Western Electric vacuum tubes? We'll see if they become a reality or not. It would be it would be really cool and nice if they actually did what they say they're going to do. Um, and it'd be interesting to see what tube comes out first. Um I think that's a bit of ways, though. I mean, there's going to have to be prototyping and all sorts of things, setting up for it. I don't imagine that's happening tomorrow. Yeah. Unless they were doing stuff behind the scenes we didn't know about, which is possible. It's possible. It's possible. possible. But I do imagine they're going to be expensive. Yeah. I, of course, yeah. I, I think what, what What that means, I'm not sure yet. It's probably going to be twice, at least twice as expensive of what a. But then again, have you seen the price of, of Russian tubes right now? No, they went through the roof. Just so, like a, like a Svetlana or something like that. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, so so Electroharmonics says again they're going to have tubes right this this coming month in April, mm -hmm. and uh, and their prices now are, I think it was like. Uh, $50 per piece for a Mullard EL34 retail. So double, right. double what, it, what it was. Wow. But, and and I, and I don't think, you know, maybe for a minute we're going to be okay, but there's going to be more tariffs and everything, which is going to drive the tubes way high. So that's going to be a rough one. What about, what about the JJs from uh, Slovakia? The, the, the deal with JJ is they're just really behind in orders. This stems from, you know, the last couple of years and the pandemic and some closures and some people leaving the factory and so on and so forth. And I think they were also doing, I think they might've been, uh, I heard something about them expanding their facility a little bit too. Mm -hmm. um, so they haven't gone away. It's just, the people that have standing orders are going to be getting getting them over the next several months, but they're not taking any brand new orders. Hmm. So yes, if there was a a vendor that had stuff on order from JJ, then they're going to get it. Okay. Did you guys have? Were you on order? We we don't. Uh, well, we had some on. Well, we we get our JJs through another person who has standing orders with them okay so we don't deal with them directly i got um you. so we'll probably maybe eventually get some of those we'll i saw that two band doctor has those red plates that even pete did a uh pete yeah. Thorne did a video on yeah that's the other chinese plant okay. um it sounded good yeah, they're great. 
They're they are totally great. And uh and I mean we're gonna be set for tubes, so not to worry about us. So Okay. You hear it? You heard it here. Yeah. Dave's set for tubes, no worries. Cool. Well, that's good. That's good to hear. Um it's funny, you know, because I I just happened to like in my head, I said to myself, now maybe I'm part of the problem. Uh, but I, you know, even before everybody started jumping on the tube thing, I was like, maybe I should just buy a few backup sets of some of my favorite tubes that I like before the prices go high. Um, mm -hmm. And so, you know, I called ARS. I got a, a replacement set for my, for my BE, uh, you know, and just got, you know, I got some 5881s for the Soldano um, and Right, sixty eighty ones, fifty eighty ones, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so I just wanted to get a, a few sets, uh, but yeah, I probably just saved myself some money as as opposed to, but hopefully, I didn't drive the price up like everybody else did. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, we got a bunch of super chats now. Let me see. Came in waves. Cecil Music, thank you. The Vandenberg episode was great. I, I yeah. Adrian was awesome. He was super nice guy. Uh, I really, really enjoyed just talking to him and great stories, funny personality, you know? Yeah. Hopefully I'll go get to have dinner with him. Yeah. I hope you do. Um, it seems like a really cool guy. Uh, we need more Friedman amps in Australia. Roberto Porcaro says, well, or, we, we need more hands to make them. Um, Dave, what do you think of the new RE2? Two RE202. Oh, the it? the uh, the new oh. role, the new boss um, space echoes. They look cool. Yeah, the, I mean, when when I was first shown, and this was like a week ago, when I was first shown the um, RE202, I guess it is the bigger one. Just the whole look of that bigger one was just like, oh yeah, look at that. Boy, in that casing, they could could make a whole bunch of other pedals now, couldn't they? Mm -hmm. um, and hopefully we'll see that. But yeah, it sounds great. Yeah. I know Pete just did a video for it. It came out today. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet, but Super I'll, cool. I'll, I'll definitely take a look at it. Yeah. When I first saw it, I was like, ooh, okay. You know, the bigger one. Yeah. But when like, you see it in person too, and you look at it, you're just like, ooh, I want it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even know what it does, but I want it. You know, like <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It just look, it just oozed like, oh, I definitely have to play with that thing for some reason. It's like it's like today. I'm uh, someone brought me one of those. A, a friend of mine bought one of those. Um, oh crap! What are they called? What uh, was it? Firefly or something? One of those cheap Les Pauls style guitars that exist hmm. i've never heard of firefly they're 200 dollars. wow okay and i i gotta say pretty good quality for 200 dollars. <laughs> really i mean yeah i mean yeah they have a little maybe work to do in their wiring department but um but for i, I mean come on <laughs> <laughs> it's quite good that's crazy quite quite good yeah that's a, a thing that people have been buying them and doing stuff to them and things like that huh yeah it was quite good 
Maybe they, I think they make a lefty. <laughs> really? I'll have to check it out. Because you need another guitar, right? Yeah, that's what I need. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. Well, yeah. So I, then, so then, you know, he, he, I, I fixed some wiring stuff for him and he just happened to stop by. And, um, uh, so then I'm looking online at him and then I see something else. And then I'm like, ooh, Candy Apple Red's uh, Squire version of the Starcaster mm. <laughs> with humbuckers. I'm like, wow, that's cool. $350 or something. Yeah. I almost bought it. I actually got myself a Squire uh, jazz bass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of the some of the new Squires are quite good. Yeah, that um, classic vibe. You know, you know, you might need to do minor minor things to them, frets and different things, and but but uh, you know, I set it up. One, I kind of you know kind of just raise one of the pickups, set it up. Mm -hmm. It plays great. It sounds great. I don't even know if I need to replace the pickups in it. Personally, it, right? It's. I mean. I don't know. I don't. I don't necessarily have the ear for what a good bass pickup sounds like. So maybe I need to be more educated on that. But uh, let's see. Um, oh, Bmo, thanks for bringing this up. I was hoping to see twenty thousand subs. Tell your friends to sub subscribe. So right now we are close to twelve uh, nineteen thousand eight hundred. So we're like two hundred away. Like two hundred and. 20 away so tell your friends tell your families tell your right. kids tell your <laughs> just hit the subscribe god damn it so we can give this damn guitar away yeah it's been sitting in my my other guest bedroom for like two a month and a half now so um i want to ship it to somebody and so uh and i also have a lot a lot of names to write down <laughs> of people who got the answer so um so please make sure you check out that video all right and also sweetwater again is uh you know i i, I want to mention mention them a lot um sponsoring the guitar giveaway sponsoring the, the guitar giveaway so i definitely want to mention sweetwater a lot uh jay busk uh thank you mark for the kill switch i'll be wiring it this weekend also can dave talk about the difference between the jose mod and the mod randy rhodes had on his wife mark marshall okay. Oh, hmm. Okay. In, in in theory, it's a game. Well, from what I understand, there was a I think what's called the one wire wad a mod on uh, Randy's Marshall, which kind of cascades two channels together. Um, I don't know how accurate that is to be honest, but um, it hmm. it could be. It it could very well be. Um. And it's really when you do that, it's putting a gain stage in front of a stock amp sort of so but no master really so that that one's kind of really crazy wild and insane to deal with um uh i, I mean it's very different than a jose i mean it's very different it's jose has a master and it's designed to work hmm. like uh you know a master gain kind of scenario i didn't know that uh randy's white marshall was actually worked on by jose well uh, no no it wasn't worked on by jose oh okay it's just a, a, a it's a one wire mod which uh which is a way to just an early archaic early days way of hot rounding your marshal okay um i actually have two questions for me jeff rock love the show two questions for mark 
ombre with a brake light any good? Um, I actually have my ombre with, um, yeah, that's with uh, the Dr. Z brake light, and I like it. I use it on, I just use it one notch down. It takes a little bit of the, you know, the, the volume off, and it sounds great. So I definitely would recommend that. I actually just kind of just, I tried, I tried to put it into the interior of the, the amp, but it was just too tight in there. So I just kind of put a screw and put it right on the outside of the back of the amp. Um, and as a fellow lefty, how do you like your pots? Reverse taper standard, taper wired backwards or wired as right-handed? Um, uh, it's really reverse taper. That's how I, that's how I do it. So I just, I just wire my pots backwards. See now if, if he would have left the S off, it would be a whole different question. Oh, well, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's see. It's more of a sativa blend. And <laughs> uh, I like the uh, the OGs and the Kushes. Um, <laughs> sorry. That's funny, Dave. Uh, I couldn't resist because I was laughing when I first said it. And it was like... Yeah, I didn't catch I didn't catch that, but that's funny. Yeah, these Western Electric uh 300Bs are $700 for a match pair. Yeah, that I've seen. That's like new old stock tubes, you know. Maybe more. Yeah, in some cases. Uh all right. But you got you got to understand something like those those tubes are also meant to laugh, last like not like a year or anything. These these are made to last like 10 years. So, you know, you know, if if let's say they make tubes that last four or five times longer than your normal set of tubes, but they're more costly, is that cost effective? If they actually are, maybe it's the same. Yeah. You just paid it one time. Agreed. Agreed. Uh let's see. It's like when you get your oil changed with the synthetic oil, it tastes a, it costs a little bit more. But then you don't have to bring the car in for like 15,000 miles as opposed to what it used to be, right? I uh, it depends on how old the car is. Yeah, true. Uh, Goose Cl Chase Music, thanks for the super chat. Wanted to say Buxom Boost is perfect for boosting my DSL 20 and even my Katana. Great pedal. Unrelated question. Would Runt 50 get me a JCM 800 vibe, or should I save one of the other 50 waters? Um, uh, some people say yes. Uh, it's not exactly that. It maybe could be if you want me to do something custom. Um, more in the vein of that, it could be done. Um, right now, it's, it's basically a BE channel, which which will kind of get you in the ballpark, but it's a little different. It's more like a boosted plexi. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What, what, what would be in, in your range that would get him an 800? Well, I mean, nothing is exact. I mean, the old yeah. Jakey Lee one was right. But, um, but, but like I said, a little minor tweak to a runt 50 yeah, could get you maybe an option on a switch. Yeah. So, cool. Maybe think about that. Be happy to do it. How are you, how are you doing on 
on uh mods and stuff you all back backed up still or caught up oh there yeah there's some some are old that i'm trying to get compl- i'm trying to keep get my full backlog done um i've been limiting intake a lot <laughs> unless it's repairs or things that i have to do gotcha yeah okay uh, Mr. Anderson, what's going on, man? Uh, thanks for the super chat. Dave, could you elaborate on why you don't like JMP 2204s? I have a few in my collection, and one in particular, late 77, is probably the best Marshall I ever had with a Saldano hot mod at Slays. Um, okay, well, the the only thing about 2204s, and it depends on when the the era, generally speaking, most of them have a very low voltage power transformer, meaning the plate voltage in the amp is 380 volts. A normal 50 watt amp used to be 430 to 460 volts, roughly, depending on the era and the time frame. Um, so generally speaking so it's you know that's essentially a a jmp master volume circuit is essentially the same as a jcm 800 circuit it's exactly the same front end um but the lower voltage causes it to be a little weaker a little less punchy uh a little uh, it saves on your tubes uh a little weaker a little less punchy and generally sound a little fuzzier you can do a couple things to boost the preamp voltages up where they should be. That makes it a lot better. Uh, but they don't quite have the wallop of of an earlier amp um, or even a later 850 watt because they went back up in voltage again. So, it's so that's my thing. That's why I don't love them. Although... I'm not saying they can't. There are some exceptions, and generally speaking, those amps sound better with 6550s in it. That's what they kind of came with at the time. Um, it works a little bit better. The cleaner, more headroomy tube works better with the lower voltage. If that makes sense, it makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. The higher the voltage, you'll get more punch and, and immediacy. And the 6550s get you kind of that, so it kind of compensates a little bit. They can still be good. It's just some some aren't. Some are some are okay. Some are better than others. And with a hot mod, then that's a whole different thing. Yeah, well, that's gonna yeah definitely hot rod it. Most out definitely sound really. But man, good. it it um, that's just me. So if you love it, awesome, great. <laughs> There's no issues, you know. Yeah. Modern vintage. I hope you're doing good. Thanks for the super chat, Dave. Are you going to Nam in June? Will the vintage line and new amps come in 2022 or in 2022, 2023 NAM? Any updates on the Steve Stevens V2 release date? We are not going to NAM in June. I think it's getting to the point where a NAM is a, uh, you might as well just burn $200,000. There's no, there's no benefit. You don't get anything back from it. In fact, in the end, it even costs you more than that because it kind of cripples your factory for a month or so before uh, trying to get ready. Um, I don't know if we'll go back to NAM at some point. Maybe. We'll see. Uh, as far as any release dates, I can tell you the SSV2 is, I mean, I have a bunch already done waiting to go out the door. 
Um, I'm going to shoot a video for it. Um, a couple videos, one with Steve uh, <clears throat> in April, mid-April. So uh, maybe by the end of the month. Oh, well, that's close. Not maybe. Yeah. What about the vintage line? The vintage line has not even been prototyped yet. That's a ways off. But we okay. are just now starting to do that. And any anything new coming in the near future? There's something coming maybe around September-ish that I can't really divulge what it is yet. Cool. But it's going to be really cool and very small and very useful. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Awesome. Thanks for the question, Modern Vintage. Uh, Tyler Britton, Britain, thank you. Uh, love to see Cantrell or Nick. Oh, you're going to ask me that. Rascal Lennox? Rascal, ras, Rascal Linux, Linux. Ugh, I can never say it either. Rascal Linux? Rascal Linux. Okay. Rascal uh, on the show. Cantrell has agreed to be on. Uh, we're just waiting for the right schedule because he's on tour right now. So um when he's back so it's gonna be a little while yet we're gonna yeah. get him on. so that's right I, I and totally... nick i'm gonna try to reach out to nick i thought i did before but i know nick remind me where i should know nick from nick produced all the last multiple allison chains records okay that's and many others gotcha okay um Gotcha. The axe is bold. No question. I just love the show. Hey, well, thank you, you. You rock. Thank you. You rock. Um, Quentin James. What's up, man? If they can get Nuno on the show, I'd lose my ever freaking mind. Love him freaking mind. <laughs> um, Maybe. I'd like to get Nuno on the show. We'll see what we can do. Do you uh, know anybody who knows him? Think so. Yeah. My I'm wife wanted to. That. My wife wanted to ask you. Do you know anybody from Duran Duran? No, not really. No, she's like, no. got to get the guitar player. I wish I. I can't even think who that I don't is. Know who the guitar player is now? I know it's like one of the Taylor brothers. So it's well, no, not not anymore. No, Andy Taylor is not in the band. No. Oh. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. Andy Taylor was the original guitar player, then he left for a million years and was Warren Cucurello. And uh, then he came back for a minute, and I think he left again. I don't know what the deal is with him. Hmm. Okay. But Nuno. See if we can get Nuno. Yeah. Uh, Robert Eastwood. What's going on? Uh, thanks for the super chat. If I see your question... I will uh, do that. Which that reminds me, I have to I have to thank Jonathan Law for giving me a huge fucking laugh the other day when he sent me that bingo card. <laughs> the Tone Talk bingo card. <laughs> oh my god, that was I was dying. And then some other people wrote on Facebook like different other options that could be added there. Oh yeah, so, they could go on forever. Yeah, but there were a, co a couple a couple of good ones that I actually felt like we could add to the shirt list. Oh, no. a, a couple of uh 
other sayings. So I may do that. So I'm, I really want to do that other shirt that George said, but I don't think it might not be appropriate. No, we, we would. Yeah. Not, not in this day and age. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get in big trouble. It's almost as, almost as bad as his band name. <laughs> oh man. Let's see. Um, Harmonicaster. ISP is moving SMD PCB assembly in-house to address supply chain issues. Can you see some other U.S.-based companies reshoring manufacturing? Um, possibility exists. Uh, it is probably. It depends. It, you know, there we go. It depends. <laughs> there you go. Hey, let's see. How long into this this thing we got? Okay, thirty three. Um, <laughs> well, now that I said it, um, yeah, it depends on the size of the company and how much of their workforce they can. You know, how much more people they can add to their workforce, how much space they have. It, it, so many factors involved in this. I'll tell you, at least in California, employing people is a nightmare. <laughs> and, uh, um, you know, it's the larger it gets, the worse of a nightmare it becomes. So um, un 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 that's the unfortunate thing. Uh, unfortunately, there's many people out there that, you know, skirt around and kind of They do things they shouldn't employees and different things and you know and maybe they sue the employer for something that really wasn't warranted and you know they try to find the easy way out a lot of the times and it's it's interesting it, it's really interesting hmm. but it's horrible for an employer that i i understand the concept of why some employers over the years have you know offshore things because simply it's it's hard to employ a lot of people in a large workforce and keep within the rules of everything, which that takes a whole department in itself, human resources, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and the rules change constantly. And depending on what state you're in, those rules are all different. And it, it's, it's a, a legal mess. So. Okay. Um, L. Scott Music asks, Freeman is set for tubes. I assume that means all are bad, right? Correct. Cool. Uh, Doug Benelus. Hey, Dave, I have a Fender Super Reverb, and I like to crank the volume to 10. Will that cause my tubes to burn out faster? Yes. Should I turn it down now that there is a shortage? No. <laughs> but he asked, You should run it however you like to run it. Yeah. I mean, um, you know... You'll be okay. You could probably be years, years running on the set of tubes you have as long as they don't fail. I mean, here's the, here's the here's the best information I could give you guys. You don't have to change your tubes all the time. Don't think you have to. If the amp is fu functioning perfectly fine, there's nothing wrong with leaving the tubes put. Yeah, the zip nothing. I mean, if a power tube is microphonic or something or it's shorted, obviously you got to change the tubes. But, but I mean, I've had amps for years with the same tubes, years and years and years. I still see amps 
that have original tubes from the 60s in them mm. that are still functioning perfectly fine. So it, it, it it's not, a, you don't have to constantly change them. It's just not. What do you think the failure rate was for tubes made like back in the 60s, 70s? Or well, for, you know, I, I, lots of people say um, that were around in that time. She, he, they were like, they weren't all that great either. Yeah. <laughs> They had a, a failure rate, a massive failure rate also. Maybe slightly less, but hmm. it's it's they, you know, they weren't perfect. And they probably had bad runs and stuff like that. Just sure, like, just yeah. all the same. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But um I mean they were a little bit better, but yeah, your your amp will be fine. Uh but running it hot definitely wears the life of the tube out sure. to some degree. There's no sure, doubt about absolutely. it. Absolutely. Um, let's see. Can EL84s be used as preamp tubes alongside EL34s for an amp on steroids? Mm, not exactly. No. Could they? I mean, I suppose you could wire an EL84 as, as some sort of. I've seen a EL34 wired as a clipping stage in an amp once. I have that circuit written down somewhere. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't that great, so no. it's not really. And I've seen two of those same circuits, and supposedly it was done by Jose, but I'm not sure if that's correct. But I have seen two, but it wasn't that great. So hmm. uh, here's another question for you, Dave. Joe Domingos. Hey, Dave, I had a Rivera designed '83 Fender concert two head that i really miss is there anything in that model that made it special i suspect it may have been the huge transformers concert two head is that did that have red knobs or was a black knob or no maybe i'm thinking of the twin uh he 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 did some cool stuff on a lot of those uh you know paul paul did some cool stuff on a lot of those rivera's and rivera's fenders uh that he rivera eyes um man if you liked it i'll try to find another one the huge transformers i don't know if that really had the effect on on it i think it had more to do with the circuit probably okay uh you know i wanted to i, I wanted to find those rivera champs oh super champs yeah oh those are good yeah, I bet though I, I really like them. I'm I'm scared to look at how much they've gone up in price now. Yeah, they're they're expensive. The last time I looked, they were a thousand dollars. That's what I was looking at, and that was about a few months ago. And that was a lot for me. I I couldn't bring myself to buy one for a thousand dollars. But I don't know. They're probably more now. Probably like two now. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. Everything's uh, gone up crazy uh someone someone shot me a uh a message that he might be selling um a jose of his and i was like he goes what do you think it's worth and i'm like i started blabbling off a price but then i noticed that he sent me pictures so i told him one price and then i look at the pictures and it was like on a 10 series plexi and and i'm like oh that just raised the price a lot <laughs> wow you know, real early 
really early yeah yeah so it was i was like oh yeah well it's gonna be a lot i think for the right buyer is that like an early 68 or like a 60s yeah i like an early 68 kind of area hmm. wow big money uh i'm mark and dave during the pandemic i bought some older preamps ada voodoo valve and a carbon x300r the carbon is too bright how can i fix that sx300r which one is that i have no idea uh i forgot uh i'm looking it up um what's it called uh, the carbon okay never seen one before maybe i have oh i can't even find the r i i did uh you know i i am looking at one um okay three, three channels hmm, single rack space it's kind of neat hmm um i really have no idea what the circuit is so it's impossible well it's funny this one was sold for really cheap when was it sold oh you yeah you're looking at the same one for 200 bucks no this one was sold for wait what this is an old listing I'm, i don't know when it was who knows when it was but it was listed for uh 65 dollars <laughs> wow uh, i i don't know anything about that at, at all so i i don't know i'm sure there's some way to do it but i i'm not sure i don't even know what's in it i don't even know if it's tube or solid state i don't know anything about it yeah this is the one i saw yeah for 200 bucks cool architecture on it i mean like you know as far as laid out kind of cool in a small you know space so what's a good way to make it less bright Hmm. I, I I don't know. Without knowing the circuit, I don't know. And I'd have to search around to see if I can find a schematic of it. Hmm. Okay. It's a cool-looking preamp, though. You're right. One, one U. Hmm. Never seen one in person in my life. Yeah, me either. That's cool. Uh, let's see. Mr. Tinker Train, any thoughts on Mick Mars on here, or does he not do this sort of thing? I don't see too many interviews of Mick Mars. Um, That's a good question. I wonder if I have any, you know, I I might have a way in there. Yeah? Yeah, I could, I could find out. That would be fun. Oh, he'd be awesome. Yeah, I've met him before. Um, so underrated. Yeah, I've met him before, and that would be cool. I wonder if I can, hmm, I can ask. I know the production manager, so. Okay, that'd be awesome. Uh, and even Nikki Six, the bass player. Yep. You know, let's get more bass players on here. Um, people are saying no, but I'm I'm saying yes. <laughs> bass players. I want more bass players. What drummers? No, that we definitely want drummers. No, no, no drummers. <laughs> no drummers. <laughs> uh, let's see. Beast Foo. Oh, here you go. Here's your question. Is the Classic Plus Humbucker a symmetrical wind? Uh, no, there's a slight offset in it. Hmm. 
that's kind of what gives it that open snap the stringiness that that pickup has mm. cool uh yes firefly makes lefties good bang for the buck floopity do now mark's <laughs> mark's so buying one now <laughs> <laughs> what a lefty and it's two hundred dollars i spend well i mean that's that's just chump change at this point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that's why I keep I keep thinking about that Starcaster and Candy Apple Red. <laughs> I'm gonna have to check that out. Wow. Um, I actually have a. Uh, this is also on the. Uh, <laughs> this is also on the Tone Talk Bingo. Mark got a new guitar. I saw that one. That's when I totally laughed. Which, by the way, I, I Monday I should have or Tuesday I, I have I do have a new guitar coming my way, which means I will be selling one or the other. I'm I'm going to compare the uh, Fender Ultra Strat. I want to see how that compares to my uh, GNL that I have. I think the GNL is going to end up getting sold, but we'll see. Uh, but I'll be checking out Firefly. Thanks for letting me know. Uh, oh, yes. Amanda Coombs, thanks. With all due respect, hit the damn thumbs up. You know you're having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. <laughs> yeah, and please, all 300 of you people, hit subscribe if you haven't already. We really appreciate it. And uh, it'll help us get to 20,000. Super Chicks. Hey guys, hope you're doing well. It's been a while. Yes, it has. Looking at getting a high tone amp next. I've heard good things. Uh, 18 watt lowest combo. Any experience or thoughts? Uh, so the high tone is the high watt thing, isn't it? Yes, that's what I was. Yeah, uh, I've heard good things too. I don't, I don't know firsthand, but yeah, I've heard good things for sure. That's cool. I'm not sure if they are they U.S. made. I don't know. Yeah, a lot of confusing with high watt, high tone, high. Yeah, there was another who, who's who. Yeah, um, the poor high watt name's been passed around like uh, I can't even say what. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, funny, uh, but thanks for the super chat. Super chicks. Um, hope you uh, enjoy the amp. Um, cool. Let's see. Here's one from JT's Gear Garage. Oh, yeah? Tubes, can I buy us a Run 50 to Run 6L6s? Yes, you can. Or KT88s. Or KT66s. Or 5881s. Or uh, any of the above. Hmm. Hell, you can even put JJ6v6s in it. Be less power, but what? So, what would be the difference if I decided I wanted to put like KT88s in my BE100? It's more immediate. It's punchier with a bigger low end. Okay, maybe a little less, a little cleaner sounding. Muscular is the word would, that would come to mind. Huh. Okay. Brutal. More brutal. <laughs> Any particular brand of tubes that you would recommend on 
those or now. I mean, I used to recommend a EH KT eighty eights, but yeah, that's ridiculous. Maybe yeah. maybe PSV vein KT eighty eights now. Oh, okay. I know that that's, there was a, a local place by me that actually had some, but probably prices are they're either sold or the prices are crazy. Uh, anything else in that question that they asked? The no, one? that was that was the okay. one. Okay. Uh, hold over, Dave. Any chance we'll be seeing a single-ended Freeman one of these days? Love the show. Probably not. It doesn't really um, doesn't really lend itself towards like a gain gainy kind of tone. I tried it before. Didn't come out that great. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Stephen Massey. I have a Squire Strat first proper electric replaced it with Duncan SSL and sounds just as good as a made in USA. Yep. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, you know, it, it's really about the, like I said this before, it's really kind of about the finishing touches of stuff, you know, uh, if if you have a squire and the body would is say alder and it's a maple neck, well, it's an alder and maple neck guitar. Then it's really about what bridges on it, what pickups are in it, and what tuners are on it. That's yeah. it. And it's, the same, it's the same as any guitar, and uh, and also how it's finished off, meaning uh, the luthier that did the fretwork and the you know stuff like that. Yeah, and a lot of those can can with a little bit of work be made to be amazing and if you can play well most people won't even know the difference yeah well i don't think you really i mean, uh, rick hollis did a, a a cool video where he showcased like 40 or 50 strats he did it was a cool video and and you just go through all the different ones some of them had different pickup kind of pickups in them which you kind of had to throw those out but like even the strats some of them some of them that you thought would sound better actually sounded worse and some of the cheaper ones actually sounded better so uh it, it was kind of cool yeah that was a cool comparison check out rick rick's channel rick hollis He's yeah we love rick yep good dude also uh black star h40 mark ii if i get noobs for it new tubes for it uh does it need biasing oh hmm. um hmm i would think but i'm not overly familiar with that amp so maybe I, I I don't know. I've never had to work on one. You want me to look it up real fast just to see? I mean, most likely a forty watt amp probably needs ideally biased. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Most right? likely. Eight forty. Oh, here it is. Uh and from Sweetwater. Mm -hmm. uh if i can find it is that the club 40 mark two yeah that there it is let's see what it's el34 so my so yeah my guess is that it requires biasing yeah that's that wattage yep definitely uh i just wanted to make sure yes two el el 82 el34s and two 12 ax7s so okay cool uh 
Tone Talk is still YouTube's secret amazing guitar amp channel. You guys are great. Hey, man. Thank you. Really Pass the word along. <laughs> So we're not secret. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Uh, Harmonicaster, Sativa rules. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I agree with you. Um, Dave, what treble boosters do you like for solo boost to cut through the mix? From Jim Torque. Treble boosters in, in, in the traditional sense of treble boosters, like as in like the the fryer or um like the brian may style treble booster oh that's a good question um what is currently being made i think a fryer one is currently being made isn't it um that's um let me refresh my memory hmm. i'm not sure which uh I know R2R Electronics makes a cool treble booster, but those are oh. expensive. Yeah. I mean, there's a bunch of people. Throwback uh, makes a treble booster, which, knowing John, it's probably great. Uh, Full Tone's making one, it looks like. Um boy my favorite i you know i don't own one so that's a good question um let's see what what guitar pedal has to say about it <laughs> <laughs> well i see full tone range master too there's a range master full tone one um oh you know uh and doesn't uh mojo hand has like a range master one too right pretty sure there's also a, yeah there's there's a bunch of them and they're all a little bit different, um, but all his, very similar at the same time. So I think his is called the Strange Master or something like that. <laughs> I forget. Um, I don't really have a favorite because I don't actually use them generally. But if you are talking about a different kind of treble booster, like what Fortin does or something like that, that's a kind of a different thing. Okay. <laughs> Nick Mars, uh, Mark Sweetwater Husansky. <laughs> there you go. I'm, I'm, I'm out on the street corner with my sign. Sweetwater, Sweetwater. <laughs> spinning, yeah, hitting exactly. yourself in the head with it. <laughs> oh man, I love Sweetwater. I have so many of their stickers and candy, it's ridiculous. Uh, Rob Simmington, what's up, man? Thank you. Good evening, Good evening. Scotland. Yeah. Awesome. Must be late there. Uh, Dave, am I right in saying that the gain structure's default position in the BE100 Deluxe is the highest setting, so the other positions are lowering the gain or vice versa? No, actually, on the BE Deluxe, uh, the switch down is the highest gain. I, I made it so that all the switches on the back in the down position are the off position, so to speak. And off, to me, for the gain structure is the highest gain. Uh, it's really a cut so um so then up is a little bit cut and middle is even more cut in the game middle be more like 800 ish territory as far as the game goes and then uh and then one position is in between the two okay um is that what he was asking though yeah okay 
the default position in is the highest setting meaning the switch up the switch up okay yeah, but it's not it's the switch down it's the switch down okay gotcha i mean just listen you'll hear the difference so but now it's got whatever you like whatever position you like is the way to go i don't know can't see right now what my amp's got uh oh yours is on the front that might be different right that's true this is the one b100 deluxe right okay that's why i had my, got me confused yeah. i was thinking yeah. the 100 all right my bad okay uh let's see yes amanda but the sativa gets stuff done <laughs> all right we're getting too much into that uh my bad stephen douglas dave i'm running a cab m with my landau deville which i hear is a really cool amp yeah that's good is it okay to run a speaker cable extender to lengthen it to be able to sit the cab m on top of the amp sure absolutely yeah that's no problem okay. does does the deville have two speaker outs on the bottom or just the one that I don't know. I don't remember. If it has two speaker outs on the bottom of it, you can also just run a separate speaker cable up to the cab M. Hmm. It doesn't have to be necessarily between the speaker and the and the and the um, amp. So you can just run the other speaker cable. Yeah, to the cab M. you could. Mm -hmm. Good yeah. advice. Uh, but I I don't remember if it has two speaker outs. So. Damien Daff, is the Dirty Shirley Sinninger module the same preamp as the amp? It sounds like it has more gain to me. No, it's the same preamp as the amp. One uh, channel is less gain than the other. The bottom channel, I, I do believe, is slightly less gain, meaning it's sort of like the um, Dirty Shirley with the gain structure switch in the in-between position, not the lowest, but the one one notch down. And the top channel is the full highest gain of the DS. The top channel is the higher gain. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. And and the and the bottom channel is just like you had the gain structure switch set uh one notch below, kind of. Yep, because I I have them actually I have both channels maxed. On gain? On gain. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> on the, the settings, the proper settings. <laughs> okay, the proper settings. <laughs> Around six. Remember, I don't have the amp. I have the module. I know. On six. Okay. Gain on six. Even for the both? amp, too. Gain on six. For both? Yeah. And okay. and and uh, mids higher, treble around six. Okay. Bass probably lower, probably three to four yeah the base more there or something definitely yeah it, it wasn't meant to be like a high gain thing and you can run it that way if you like how it sounds that's great but it really always was meant to be kind of a mid game amp okay yeah some more acdc ish is that where we're yeah, uh, i mean not really acdc per se but just more open old amp sounding you know not not like pedal into an amp boosted right <laughs> heavy metal you know not not really meant to be that yeah, although was, that setting then with a buxom boost on top of it, it's really cool yes 
then that tightens it up and makes it a totally different sounding kind of amp. Totally. Yep. Uh, Blake Buras, what's going on? Thank you. Small box synergy module. Uh, maybe one day. Bob uh, would like to do it. Uh, Bob Ezrin would be awesome. And Keith Forsey, I did have the pleasure of working with a little bit and knowing him a little bit, but not for many years. But he might be an interesting one, too, and I know how to get in touch with him. Hmm. Let me write it down. Let me write it down. Put it on the master guest list. <laughs> I don't know about Bob Ezrin, but... Keith. And what did Keith Forsey do? Forsey was a producer, produced all the early Billy Idol stuff. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. Uh, right. Roger Dat, what's up, man? Please talk about IEC power cords for your amps. Is a heavier gauge cord better or worse? Evidence audio? Question mark. Uh, I don't even know what we use. uh no it's not necessary uh i mean just a regular iec uh, cable maybe slightly heavier gauge just because it's a little beefier um but uh nothing nothing special i mean literally just any iec cord will be fine okay uh any truth to the rumor of rev synergy modules uh i don't know about anything in regards to that at all so okay i would have think thought i would have heard something robert eastwood is there a way to mod my jp jpm one preamp i think you mean jmp one preamp uh to be more responsive and hotter not really that's a tough one. There's a lot of solid state circuitry in it. Uh, not really. It's not hot enough. I was gonna say it sounds really good. I love mine. The JMP sounds great. I think uh, on on uh, gain one or whatever it is. OD one. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Nigel wants to know about Dave Navarro. Dave is confirmed, and will be on April eighth. Probably have to remind him. I already. Oh, you confirmed again? Yeah, I confirmed okay, just cool. the other day. Yeah, yeah. Just just confirmed. Uh awesome. Yep. So we're we're good. That's I what need... confirmed means. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, I was roaming the other day just to confirm everything was good. And he said, Yep. And uh I'll read I told him I'll reach out to him next week and we'll schedule uh just a little test and we'll be good. That should be fun. Dave's Dave's awesome. Uh he's yeah. an awesome guy. Um, really sweet uh to talk to. And I'm a huge fan. Huge fan. Uh, I will uh, try not to be a fanboy that night. So uh, I'll get all, I'll get that all out of my system when I talk to him the night before. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, but no, he's a good dude. He really, it seems like a good dude and I love his music. So um, yeah, he's awesome. I remember the first, the first time I talked to him is when he uh, called me out of the blue um, and wanted to buy a B deluxe amp. And, uh, and yeah, I was, I talked to him for a while on the phone. It was like, yeah, wow, I really like you. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, he's 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 a good dude. Seems like it. 
Yeah. Um, been through a lot also. So I'm glad to see him doing well. Uh, April Huzansky, uh, how are you? Hi, guys. Rock on. Thank you. Always have to thank, thank my wife <laughs> if she's around. Um, oh, she said, darn, wanted Duran Duran. <laughs> well, sorry. Oh, well. You never know. Maybe we can figure something out. Oh, Richard Friend says Andy has been gigging. Oh, really? Lately? Oh, great. That's cool. Uh, I think they're a great band, quite honestly. I mean, that's like a guilty pleasure kind of band, I, I have to say. But the bass playing, uh, all musicianship and Duran Duran were fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and of course, at the time they were out, I hated them. <laughs> right, exactly. But But over the years, I've come to appreciate it. You know, it's funny when Andy Taylor left Duran Duran, he did a solo record with Steve Jones. Uh, that was a an awesome record called Thunder, hmm. uh, and that was much more rocking. You know, more more so than Duran Duran, but it was really cool, actually. Great record. I, I had never heard that. That's cool. Yeah, and then they really also cool. had then they had Power Station, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. that's cool. Uh, Dave, when buying a vintage amp, what should one ask for, look for, and do once they get it? Should it be looked at by a tech quickly serviced if advised from modern vintage? Thanks again, man. Oh, uh, ask for, look for. Okay. So, you know, you obviously you want to look that, to see that if, you know, the amp is mostly original, meaning, uh, I mean, ideally you'd like to have original transformers and, uh, you know, a lot of the parts, at least original, but you know, any old amps going to have some signs of wear or original filter caps that are going to need changing. It's going to need some service no matter, no matter what, unless you're buying an already serviced vintage amp, which is possible. Um, so really look for transformers, make sure they're, they're right. Uh, a lot of times people will just send me pictures. It's like, Hey, what do you think of this amp? What do you think? Does it look right? Does it, you know, and I give my opinion on it. Uh, you're more than free to do that. I, I'll do that. Um, That's great. So, yeah, I mean, those are the important things, you know, everything else is kind of like fixable or tweakable or, or fine tunable or. That's cool. That's good advice. Good question. By the and way. even, even, you know, even, in some cases, okay, say you're buying a vintage Marshall and the power transformer was replaced. This isn't the end of the world. The output transformer is more important. Um, so you might get it a little cheaper, but still get the same tone. So Cool. First this day, no Marshall's cheap. Purpose of purpose. Uh, we need Uncle Ted Nugent on. Nah, oh boy. No, we don't. <laughs> no, we don't. Uh, if we could separate the musical views from the political views, maybe. Yes, that would be a beautiful thing. Yeah. Uh, any updates on the Synergy BE Del Deluxe module? It's coming. It has yeah. to be produced. I want one. It's cool. Yeah. Yes, the bingo card was hilarious. <laughs> and guys, if you end up getting bingo tonight, let us know. Uh, that would be really funny. And send us, send me a picture of it. <laughs> which which topics we we hit? Um, 
Let's see where we're at. I know there's a lot more questions. Dave said, it depends. Take a drink, guys. It's the tone talk drinking game. Uh, oh, you know, we, we did, uh, Pete Thorne and I did talk about doing a show, uh, uh, a drinking game show. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it would be uh, a super chat over a certain value gets us to do a drink. And I'll I'll moderate. <laughs> I'll participate for a while and until I until I realize I can't function anymore and then <laughs> I'll, I'll have I'll have Uber on speed dial. I'll have to back off. And then and, and then I was kind of like, well, it's got to be like a harder liquor. And then Pete's like, "Wait, no." <laughs> <laughs> yeah and we just like do like a beer or cider or something uh like yeah we could but it wouldn't be as fun <laughs> uh someone's texting me or see see we, we can establish this game like uh you know if it's uh under a certain dollar amount then it's then it's uh the beer or cider and if it's over a certain dollar amount it's the tequila <laughs> yes so we're fine-tuning this game before we actually start this yeah there you go so it has certain dollar values yeah that's cool uh hey dave i really want to buy a naked amp will you produce them in the future you have a list right i do have a list but what and i have head i have all the head boxes sitting here i have all the chassis sitting here uh what i don't have right now is transformers and that's what i'm waiting for so i will get to my list i haven't taken any deposit on anything but i will get to my list and the first one's done we'll go to the first people on the list or at least the option to get them will go to the first people on the list if they pass i'll move on to down the list i have to get through that first okay sounds good um i'm just scrolling here scrolling 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 uh Hey guys, thanks for the great show. Dave, have you ever modded a PV Classic 50? And if so, what type of mod is it? Sessions with Jeff. Thank you. Uh, no, I never have. Mm, probably never will. If you saw how it's built inside, that would be a complete utter nightmare. I think we teased James Brown about that when uh, when he was on. There, it's like a, yeah, a trio right. of circuit boards that are connected with these jumpers and it looks like a u-shaped so you take the back off it's these three pc boards and like a u-shape and to take any of it apart or to do anything is just like no <laughs> it's a nightmare no not gonna happen it's actually <laughs> a pretty good it's really a pretty good amp as it is it sounds pretty good actually that's what i've heard yeah I mean, it's not going to be a super high gain amp or anything, but it does sound good. Well, I mean, those amps sold quite well. Um, so let's see. Did I miss anybody's question? I'm going through here. Nope, I'm in good. Doing good here. Uh, one second. Okay. Someone What's this? Can't... Okay, go ahead. Oh, sorry. What's his face? Uh, hey guys, simple question. Have you seen the new EVH guitar Wolfgang has been playing lately? Thoughts always looking forward to your videos. Hey, thanks, man. Thanks, what's his face? Um, I've seen the guitar. 
It's a hollow body. Looks like a Wolfgang version. It looks like a EVH version of a E3, ES 335. Yeah. Um, and That's cool. Yeah, it's a cool looking guitar. I uh, mean, let's move on because EVH brand lives on and it lives on with Wolfgang and and that's the guitar he plays. So um and it's it's rocking. So yeah, it's cool. I think it's cool. I, I mean for me, I personally wouldn't buy it, but I think it's a cool looking guitar. I'm sure he plays it great. Uh, I'd like to see them come out with a bass, personally. It might uh, happen. Yeah, like a striped bass that he played when he was in Van Halen, which would be kind of cool. Um, but yeah, uh, and I like Wolfgang. So hopefully we will have him on the show one of these days. Uh, that probably will happen eventually. Okay, we got that question. That hopefully will happen, yeah. Um I haven't replaced my power tubes in my Silvertone twin, twin 12 since Bruce Egnator swapped them out over 30 years ago. And there you go. Yeah. Uh, Witchell, where can I sign up for the free amp giveaway? Uh, there is no free amp. Uh, we're giving away a guitar. Um, but when we hit 50,000 subscribers, Dave and I talked about maybe doing some kind of amp giveaway. Um, you better well, get clicking. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So uh, there's a guitar giveaway right now. So you have to be a subscriber, Witchell, and check out the video. Answer the question in the video that we have for our twenty thousandth uh, subscriber contest, and we'll be giving away a guitar. I, if that's what you were asking about. Um. Uh, let's see. Question for Dave. What's the closest modern amp to Phil X's Magnatone Tone Master? Love that tone. Hmm. Uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, I'd actually have to look at what that circuit is exactly. <coughs> I can't tell you because I don't know much about it. Klaus Heidberg. Thanks, guys. Uh, appreciate the kind words and support. Okay. Cool. Cool. Uh, no problem. Um, you know, there was a YouTuber, Chernobyl Studios. Did you see that guy? Uh, he actually, or Chern Chernobyl something, he, he was a YouTuber, guitar mm -hmm. YouTuber, was living in Ukraine in Kiev. And he, American though. Uh -huh. but, but he was living there and he and his family had to escape. And there, I think he's staying at Hennings in Germany. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he made a video. Um, uh, Jeff, we talked about the Western Electric making guitar amp tubes. We hope it uh, comes to fruition. I did think it was really kind of weird that they were asking people to email them what tubes they should make. It's like, come on. Don't no, you know I mean, that? Uh, you know, what, what, they just wanted to see, you know, what tube came out. Probably what tube was the most asked for is probably what they'll produce first. Makes sense to me. Or they were building a contact list of people to email yeah. them. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's, and that's, that's fine also. That's more of my marketing mind going, oh, you're just guys trying to ban, build us some kind of spam marketing crap. But okay. I, 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 I get so much spam now. It's just, I just, what, I, 
I know that's what impossible. That's why I try I was, to only use one certain email address for most things. So it is annoying, but eventually that creeps into all of them. Right. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys think of the, I think he meant EVH iconic. Um, I haven't played one yet, but I've heard great things. I haven't played one, but it sounds pretty good from what I've heard. And James is a cool dude. Great price. Yeah. You know. Christian Palladino. Uh, thank you for the super chat. I'm looking for your question, though. Um, if I find it. I will ask it, but I don't see it. Uh, Doug Pickney, uh, Dave, Transformers on a Marshall 100 Super Lead, Eddie Clone, Tone Clone, Marin, or Haybor. Please, your choice and why. Uh, probably Haybor. Uh, Haybor makes the closest, I think, dead nuts. I mean, Marin is also great. Um, Although a little more classic sounding, I think, and a little less kind of like hyped up, you know, Eddie kind of thing. So, I mean, I, I would choose the the Haybor. Great Transformer. Okay. That's just like the old ones. Jackhammer893, what's going on? Hey, Dave, I have a stock Handwire 1973 Marshall Super Lead. Is it somewhat safe to use with attenuators like Dr. C, Ambrake, Fry at Power Station? I run the volume around five. I mean, yeah. I mean, like if you're using the air brake and you're just kind of knocking it down a few notches and stuff, it, that works great. Um, the And the Fry at's a whole different ball game because it's really a load and a power amp. So, but it's perfectly safe. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Stephen, I, I know you, I've seen you ask this question a bunch of times. We actually talked about this. Yeah. We, um, we, we answered you. We answered you. So you may have to go back in the conversation if you missed it, but we definitely answered your question. Um, let's see. Robert Price. I could actually get Rainbow's drummer, but I don't think I could get Blackmore. Uh, okay. I don't think I want to talk to drummers. <laughs> you're a drummer i know that's why that's that's boring. why i don't want to talk to drummers <laughs> it's just boring i'm sorry uh not to be mean uh vinny what's going on yo up, vinny i think vinny sent in a question i'll get to it buddy um we've got nick mars not mick mars but nick mars uh that's which reminds me that was another one of the uh the um tone talk bingo things which was uh timothy pierce but not that timothy pierce <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> uh that had me laughing uh i have a killer naked mod you did for me in a few four by twelves do you have a preferred speaker for that that amp i saw some old amp show footage with scumbacks j75s currently have greenbacks um I mean, uh, really, anything kind of can work. It, um, what style of music are you, you know, shooting for? Um, greenbacks are great with it, and finished thirties are great with it. 
It depends. Many speakers are great with it. It seems to have like a, a it, it's a, I mean, that amp can go incredibly dark or incredibly bright. Uh, it, it has a, a pretty wide EQ range. So you can kind of almost use anything and it, it seems to work well. So uh, you decide. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Uh, Roxy Depew. Dave, did you know Howard Dumble? For those interested, the Guitar Wank podcast is documenting his legacy. The Dumble Stories. Cool series. Oh, cool. Uh, I did uh, know Howard um, or Alexander. Depending on what year, it was either Howard or Alexander. Um, I met him first when I was a kid at Andy Brower studio rentals. Um, and, um, later on, uh, there was some, yeah, I mean, we, we talked about amps and things not in recent years, but yeah, like, um, early nineties and stuff era. Okay. I was getting confused. His name is Alexander Howard Dumble. Okay. Yeah, but he either went by Howard Dumble or Alexander Dumble. At at different points in his life, he preferred a different name. So, gotcha. Hmm. Yeah, he, he was a super. He was super great dude, um, and was really so particular about things. Like when he tuned an amplifier, it, it was tuned. You know, he did thing like you know measure every capacitor and every resistor and mark down what it is exactly and just you know created a recipe of perfection you know right um that was some of the magic and i, I do believe that you, you 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 don't can't exactly clone it because some of it is lost in his ear you yeah. know and what he was listening for Cool. Where did he live? Originally, he lived in a. Um, when I first met him, he lived in a house that was uh, belonged to Jackson Brown called the Pagoda, hmm. and that was out. Shoot, I have a hard time remembering now. Pasadena Way, and it looked like an old Japanese house. That's why it was called the Pagoda. Hmm. I remember the whole property was fenced off with a chain link fence that was eight feet high. <laughs> This is like a very private man. Yeah. And uh, and, wow. and he was allowed to stay there for a million years. And then he moved somewhere, and I don't know where he moved to. Wow. Okay. I think that eventually that house was falling down, kind of. Uh, too bad. Uh, Mark, does the old moss valve sound good? It does. I've got it running as a, uh, for my wet, dry, wet situation. But, uh, yeah, it's a cool. That's yeah, a good amp. It's a cool little power amp. Um, the only thing that I, my only criticism of it is the fan's too loud. Yeah. So it's got a loud fan. <laughs> uh, but other than that, it's fine. It sounds great. Um, Steve Morse would be a good guest. I love yeah, Steve. Yeah, he would be good. Yeah. He's got great stories. I saw him with the Dixie Dregs many, many years ago with Rod Morgenstein, um, which was really cool. You ever see the Dixie Dregs? Uh, I've never seen them, no. But, I mean, I remember reading about them and seeing them in magazines and stuff when I was yeah. younger, you know. 
wild musician. I mean, not stuff that I would actually listen to on a you know a routinely base routine basis, but definitely cool stuff. Um, Christopher Crooms, thanks for the super chat. Just received my twin sister and love the amp. I remember when I was 22 years old in 93 and purchased my first vintage amp, $500 for a 73 Marshall Super Lead Mark II non-circuit board. Glad I didn't have the money for a boogie. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you scored better with the with the 73 Super Lead. Well, my six, my 68 Plexi was purchased for $300. Oh. <laughs> nice. So, you know, you can sell that for now. That's a serious profit. Yeah. Yeah. I'll never sell that one. I know. Uh, let's see. And oh, never, never say never, but <laughs> I mean, I suppose someone could offer me the right price and I might, but the right price is really high. <laughs> that would be really high. Cause that's the really, empty. really, really high. <laughs> Hundred thousand dollars. I'll put it out there. Hundred thousand dollars is yours. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's a lot. Of, that's that's really high. Uh, might even consider hand delivering it if it's in within in the United States. <laughs> uh, Freeman Cash, Champ. Please. I'd like to see a Freeman Champ. Um, I've always, I, you know, ever since I sold my original champ i wanted to get one just to have one do i need it no but i just want one uh vinny super chat my brothers okay dave boil it down if you're going to design a home evh rig walk us through it from guitar pickups which amps what wet dry wet pedals etc how would you build an at-home evh rig if you were doing it from scratch May I ask what era of tone? I'm going to guess for him and say early Van Halen. Well, okay. If you're if you're going early Van Halen, you need um, a plexi style amp um, dialed in to his spec, so to speak. Um, more on that later with my vintage line. <laughs> And, uh, uh, probably, um, so, I mean, that era of tone wouldn't have been a stereo rig, you know, that would have been just like kind of a mono thing. So, uh, you know, you would need, um, ideally, uh, if you're going old, you got to buy old. So, uh, a vintage MXR flanger but modified to take the transformer out of it so it doesn't hum. A vintage uh, MXR script logo, Phase 90, because nothing sounds really remotely the same as those. Um, even the reissues and stuff, they, they lack a little some gush to them. Uh, you're going to need some sort of Echoplex-type unit, which is in front of the amp, and probably a tape echo is out of the question because they just simply break every day. So um, MXR Echoplex pedal does a great job at that. Um, you could augment that with a Boss GE10 EQ also. Uh, really cool if you want to just push that amp and shape it a little bit. Um, slam it into the power station. 
be able to play it at quiet volumes with a cabinet loaded with greenback speakers. I mean, that would be the recipe for the vintage thing. Now you could add, maybe you could add a reverb in the loop of the, of the um, power station and probably I'm going to say the Polara on the plate setting, I think does a great job. Um, and now, if, now if you want to take this same thing to the next era of that, then you'd want to add, um, you know, some sort of pitch detune and some sort of post delay, like a, a DD500, which does an amazing uh, SDE3000 um, simulation, or get a real SDE3000. And I mean, the pitch detune, you could use maybe the Eventide pedal for it, or you could use the Lux pedal that was made by Digitech for a while. That does it pretty well. Um, uh, I mean, you, you could get old rack mount gear if you'd like to, but that's, uh, might be excessive maybe. Um, and then if you want to do stereo, well, that's a whole nother thing. That's like two SDE 3000s with, uh, you know, the, the, the PCM 70 era thing with, um, um, and some pitch detune from like an eventide. And, uh, you know, what era, <laughs> what era do you want? You know, what tone are you shooting for exactly? And I can tell you better. Okay. Well, thanks Vinny. We appreciate it. Um, you can always text me. I'll get you more info. Well, he can just text me. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> or email me. Uh, how many people play guitar while they watch this? I always do. <laughs> That's cool. Um, sessions with Jeff. Hey, again, can I run a Friedman ASC-12 from the two notes in my Rev, or am I likely to get phase issues? I have the same cab on the head and two notes. Uh, are you running the Rev into a cabinet? That's the question. Yes, you can feed the two-note section of the Rev into an ASC-12, sure. But if you are running a cabinet off the head, which I think that's what you're saying, you might have some phase issues, yeah. Hmm. Uh, let's see. More guitars. Love you guys. Do the pros we've heard of that play your amps usually send you their amps for a checkup before a tour or no, because not necessary. Uh, I've gigged with my uh, Wildwood small box 50 and 100 heat zero issues. Um, yes, they do. Uh, generally for a checkup. Sure. I have two B 100s in here for Joel Hoekstra from white snake right now. Um, I just uh, went through Billy Duffy's amps for the cult tour. Uh, so yeah, sometimes I don't do anything to them. Uh, if they're per in perfect health, you know, sometimes we clean stuff and clean sockets and, you know, it depends on if the amp is in, sitting in storage forever or, you know, how long, you know, in these cases, some of these amps have been sitting for a couple of years. So got to dust the cobwebs off. Cool. 
Um, Skylar Meredith, thanks for this comment. I hardly ever comment on videos. One of the silent majority watchers on YouTube. Just wanted to say I love the show. I've seen every episode and learned a lot. Thanks and keep up the keep up the good work. Thanks. Cool. I, I added a couple words there. Um, thanks. I appreciate it, especially considering somebody this morning said that our show is a snooze fest on Facebook. <laughs> well, that's fun. Yeah, I was like, yeah, all the shows. <laughs> It's like fuck you, <laughs> you know all the shows. Uh, you know, okay, fine. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, you know, some shows have been more exciting than others. Yes, you that, know, and 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 of course, and and you know, if you're just geeking out on Ask Dave shows, I mean, oh, okay. If someone it doesn't want to hear all the questions answered, then you, okay, you could deem that as a snooze fest, I guess, but. Wait till the next show with Jason. This is going to be amp fest. This is going to amp amp. We're going to get really ugly in the technical part. <laughs> yeah, well, I can't wait. I'm looking forward to that. Which We're reminds talk me, talk about it. tubes and transformers and capacitors and and talk about geek fest. <laughs> yeah, he's coming on. I think April first. Uh, yeah, uh, next uh, next Friday. Next Friday. Yep. 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 So we actually have a few shows like right yeah, in a Jason, row. Jason from Headfirst Amplification, which is an Australian-based company, who just is releasing a, a new new amp product. But he does a lot of DIY circuit boards for the DIY crowd, the people that actually build their own amps. You know, there's like a hundred of them. <laughs> you know, and it's cool. It's cool and fun, and and it's uh, great. Um, he does a lot of informative videos too, which are really cool to watch that can really kind of teach you a little bit of uh, how to, you know, mess around with your amp and stuff. Try not to electrocute yourself. <laughs> uh, yes. Modern vintage. We did ask your question. Uh, go back and listen, but we did yes, it. We, we did. We, we definitely talked about it. Either that or um hallucinating, but I definitely Dave confirmed. So yes, confirmed. I definitely uh, remember that. Okay, Mark Pritchard, a Dave and Mark from London. Dave, what is the closest modern amp to the Magnatone Troubadour Tone Master? Didn't we ask that? Uh, it was a different Tone Master. Well, it's the Tone Master amp. I I don't know. I don't really know that circuit very well, so I don't um know what the modern amp equivalent would be sorry but you know it's you know definitely since you paid send dave a question and see if we can yeah i'll, I'll answer another question <laughs> yeah maybe so, unless so, i just don't know so sorry about that um let's see uh the butterslocks 20 watt needs to happen you ever talk to uh bill about that at all uh no, um, we'll see. I'm backed up with so many things I got to do. <laughs> I I I can't like. Yep. We can't make the back orders we have. So introducing new things is just like compounding the issue. So uh, you know, hey, here's our new amp. We got them. Here they go. Where's my amp I ordered a year ago? <laughs> so um you know and, and we're constantly turning amps out i mean every week i'm testing tons of amps 
but it, it you can never seem to get caught up. I mean, after that pandemic thing where everything slowed down, shut for a while, and the orders kept pouring in and the over the crazy demand for the orders, uh, it just skyrocketed. I don't know what the current back order is, but it's staggering. Hmm. Wow. It's just crazy. It, it's like that yeah. for everybody. It's just it's crazy. Yeah. I called I called the fence company just just to have them come out to take a look at my fence and they said it's gonna be a four to six week wait just for them to come out and take a look at my fence. <laughs> Not to do anything. <laughs> Not even to just do to anything. Look just, at it. Yeah, just to look at it, which is like ugh, crazy. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Miller, I have a BE100 Deluxe with Freeman 2x12. I'm looking for the simplest way to do wet, dry, wet with two extra 1x12s as wet cabs. Any suggestions where to start? Yes. Yes. Well, you're going to need a line-out box. Um, So you would... um, I Sir makes a line-out box. I think they still make a line-out box. Uh, That's quite good. Uh, I think... um, I can make you a custom one if you'd like. David Bray. Uh, David Bray makes one. Um, need a line-out box so that your your head goes to your cab. You take a line-out box. Feeds uh, whatever stereo effect you're going to use. Uh, ideally, you want something with... Well, depending... and Here we go, depending again. <laughs> depending on how you want to run the wet cabinets, they could be 100% wet. Or they could be um, with dry in them. So, uh, I mean, like the guys like Van Halen and stuff always had dry in the cabinets. So if you turned all the effects off, it was three equal volume cabinets. Um, So if you're going to do that, you got to make sure whatever you're using for the wet part has an analog dry path in it, or you have to use a mixer with it. Because otherwise you get phase uh, phase issues. So, uh, so simply, like if you use a DD500, it has an analog dry path. So you could use a DD500, use the mix, and come out the DD500 into, uh, if you're going to do two, you need a power amp of some sort. So maybe um, a Matrix GT1000 or a Matrix uh, GT800 uh, is cool. If you don't want to spend that much, there's... There's other ones you can buy, like, you know, Mark Mark has an old MOS valve. Uh, I don't think that's too expensive. It's like but it, it kind of matters what the, the, the power amp is, because you want, if you're going to have dry in those cabinets, you want that to sound good. Uh, you, if you want to spend more, you can use a one-space uh, Fryette, um, the, um, whichever, the, whatever it's called, the one-space Fryette power amp that's out. That sounds great, too. George Lynch is using that. Um. That's a good one. Heavier. Um, I mean, that's the simplistic way of doing it. Um, If you wanted to do just uh, wet, dry, that would be easier. You could get yourself a Fryat power station. And you could kind of do it all with the power station. Hmm. So, and I could explain that, but. There's, there's a simple way to do it. Hmm. Essentially, you if you so your cabinet on the let's see if you have a two twelve cabinet, so that's an eight ohm cabinet. So you set the Fryat speaker input to eight ohms. Set your amp output on four ohms. Run one speaker cable to your 
212, one speaker, speaker cable into the Fryette, um, hence two 8-ohm loads, 4 ohms. And then you use, uh, you put your delay in the loop of the Fryette and the out of the Fryette to one 1x12 one cabinet. And then you have wet dry. Mm. That's very cool. That works really cool too. That's a very cool setup. Nice. Um, the Blund 1971. What is the zebra pickup guitar you have behind to the left of your camera? That is a uh, Wolfgang original uh, EVH 2009 Wolfgang Amber quilt. Uh, so, yeah, that's my favorite guitar, actually. And it has a Floyd. Yep. Mm -hmm. Love that guitar. Um, let's see. Miko, thanks for the, the money. Um, but I don't see your question. There's been a few of those tonight. Uh, if anybody sees his question, let me know. I don't see it, Miko. Um, yes, I would love to get Jimmy Page on, but that's not. Oh. Yeah, I actually saw a band called Die. Yeah, me too. I saw a band called Get the Let Out mm -hmm. uh, recently. They were fantastic. Fantastic. Actually, better than Jason Bonham's uh, Led Zeppelin experience. Cool. Which I was like shocked. Um, oh, here's the question from Miko What is your method to break in new speakers? Oh, boy. I'll tell you. <clears throat> The method that I used to use, and I haven't used it for a long time, this is a bit brutal. I used to take a 100-watt plexi-style amp and make a loop with a Line 6 loop, like Line 6 delay pedal, like just a loop, mm. a guitar loop, put it into the plexi and, and lay the cabinet face down on the ground and let the plexi blast through the cabinet in a full 100 watts for hours on end. <laughs> But hard to do it at a house or something. Um, yeah, I can do it at a commercial building, but um, you also got to be careful not to run it too long. Um, you can actually burn the voice coils of the speakers out. So I used to run it for like three hours at a clip. <laughs> it definitely, it definitely, I did a little test a long time ago about that. So, you know, listening to a brand new speaker, uh, then like after an hour and then after a couple hours and after three hours, then after six hours. And it's really interesting what happens. It really gets a lot better. It, it just, it just all the high end kind of goes away and it gets loosened up and it's, it sounds great. Okay. Uh, let's see. Oh, Miko wants to know about Bjorn jewel on the show. Yes, yeah, so, so that's the Mad Professor guy, correct? I think so, yeah. Yes, we have to... We'll book him. We'll try to... I know, I, 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 I will say, Miko, um, I know it's been on the list for a long time. It's just, you know, the way things have just shake, shake, sh shook out, uh, you know, and scheduling people and everything, but we'll get Bjorn on, I promise. I promise. Um uh let's see what else did i miss something right here 
Oh yes, I did. Uh, bears be like raw. Uh, happy Happy Friday. What y'all drinking this evening? Cheers. I'm boring this evening. I had a diet coke and the water. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just finished very little Gatorade and some water. Just keeping it low key tonight. Uh, I'm going out with some friends, uh, my wife and a, a couple tomorrow night. We'll probably have a few drinks tomorrow night. Um, let's see. Uh, Tommy Funk says, what's the difference between the Dirty Shirley and uh, small box pedals? Um, well, um, boy, how do I characterize that? Uh they have some similarities that I think the small box does a little bit better of a mid gain to higher gain kind of tone where the dirty Shirley can be high gain, but it has a really bold mid range to it. So if you have that pedal and you're starting with it, start with the mid range off and then slowly bring it in. Don't start with it at half. Cause at that point you're already like way far gone uh, on the small box. I mean, a lot of these circuits are similar circuits, but then they're kind of tweaked to be different things. So on the small box, although it has a mid-range like the Dirty Shirley, it it comes on a lot later. Um, so, and uh, we made some tweaks so you could use it as a kind of a lower gain pedal also. Both could be good, but everything sort of matters. Like the amp you're going into always matters also in any of these pedals. So you really kind of have to listen to what you're going to be playing it through with the pedal. Okay. Um, let me see what else. Searching here. How are you doing on time, by by the way? Uh, I'm I'm okay. Okay. Uh, I have nothing to do. Um, El Scott Music, the new Yamaha Revstar has a boost switch, six dB on the tone. There's a transformer that is said to use voltage from the amp. How does that work? Did you see that? I saw that cool. There was a video uh, from Phil McKnight. Uh, well, I think that's a little bit backwards. It doesn't use voltage from the amp. I, I think technically what it is is a step-up transformer. So it's an audio transformer that is actually stepping up. The, the turn counts is stepping up the voltage, so to speak. So you have a certain amount of voltage that comes out of your guitar pickup. Uh, it's not very much. It's it's like, let's say, 200 millivolts. Uh, and then uh, it's just like anything. It goes through like a little step-up transformer. There's no voltage actually coming from your amp. If there was voltage coming from your amp, it would cause your pickup to be dirty. Or your, your uh, Sorry, your volume knob to be dirty sounding. If it was bleeding DC. Mm -hmm. So it, there's no voltage coming from your amp. But it it, it is coming from the pickup. Uh, it's it's similar in how there's like line level shifter boxes. Like EbTech makes a line level shifter so it can shift from negative uh, 10 to plus 4 and vice versa. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Same concept, but with different uh, impedances on the transformer. Hmm. So, But that guitar looks super cool. I also kind of want a Revstar. <laughs> yeah, I have to agree. And the the workmanship on it the craftsmanship look really really nice like those yamaha has always made good instruments actually uh all the craftsmanship on yamaha stuff 
instruments over the years has always been great. Mm. Um, so it's not surprising, but I think, I think they stumbled on something with the Revstar series. And I think that's uh, done pretty well for them. Mm-hmm. Is that a I new think, series? Pretty... Is that a brand new series? Or... Uh, star has been out for a while. Hmm. I don't know how many years now, but it's been out for a while, but they keep coming up with new models and new looks and things. That's cool. It's my, yeah. It was like my first time actually seeing them. It, it looks cool. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting take on a set neck guitar that's that has a has a pretty cool look, but it's, it's not really like anything. Right. It's kind of it has a Gretsch vibe to it. Kind of Gretsch, a little retro everything. Yeah. But it, yeah. it but it doesn't it doesn't scream any one kind of guitar, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know what I wanted to mention? What did you think of the uh the Gibson Theodore? The Teddy Ted. Oh my Carter. god, is that ugly? horrible right yeah some some things should never be released yes i i i ultimately think that there's a reason that guitar was never released and actually if you look at the original drawings i almost like the headstock that was on the original drawings better than the explorer headstock they shoved on it Mm. i mean it was a similar sort of headstock but it was different at least um i don't know it's gonna be a hard sell i think well they sold them all did they? Yeah, they actually sold them all, but it was a limited run. It was only like how? how? So up there were only like three hundred made or something like that. So, I guess collectors buy them because they're going to be collectors item. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I, they were know. like fifty four thousand, five thousand dollars, five thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I nothing mean, about that screamed. Ooh, I gotta have it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Nothing. That's right. That's so funny. Uh, Mark, do you know about Jack Guitars? It's so funny. We keep talking about them. They have a lefty on reverb, Strat style RMN. What's that? Uh, Stainless frets. Uh, 200 bucks. I'll check it out. I'll definitely check them out. I'm sure my wife will love that. Oh, it's low price. (laughs) True. Uh, You know, someone. uh, Oh, go ahead. Okay. Fuzz, best fuzz pedal. Oh man, I, ah, there's so many cool fuzz pedals. I think I particularly like uh, broken, really messed up sounding fuzzes, like a fuzz factory. Uh, well, like fuzz factory or or anything anything from uh, Death by Audio, mm. Fuzz War. Oh, that's an awesome pedal. Mm. Um, any fuzz by Death by Audio is awesome. Um, sure. might not be the right pedal for you not sure what you're looking for um, yeah i tend to like more of a kind of a smoother fuzz like a sun face yeah I, boring to me I, I, I want it broken and really messed up sounding <laughs> um germano Moscani says have you guys ever tried a hermanson amp no but i o- often see all his mods and things he does and he'd actually be a really fun guy uh to have on the show does anyone know him I suppose I could reach out and try to get him. Man, he he does some crazy. He's done some crazy rebuilds of things over time. Like he puts his own circuits in him and stuff, but he like crazy rebuilds some old PA head or something that you know all immaculate inside. Really cool work. I haven't heard anything in person. Mm. Stuff I've heard online has been great. Okay. Uh... 
Let's see. Oh, here's another one. Josh Lamas. Tone Talk. Hey, Dave and Mark. Any thoughts on Free the Tone Flight Time versus Future Factory? Hmm. Trying to go for an 80s lead delay. I would say of those two, I'm a huge uh, Free the Tone Flight Time uh, pedal lover. Uh, that thing's awesome. So I would go for that. Future Factory is cool too, but it also does a little more modulation kind of delays. So um, 80s delay, uh, flight time maybe. Awesome. Really juicy sounding pedal, especially if you're planning to put it in a loop of something. Really cool. You know what uh, delay I got? And um, uh, it's it sounds fantastic. I just had to send it back for one minor issue, um, but they're sending it back to me. Was the uh, Sir uh, Discovery pedal. Oh, yeah, that's neat. Really that's cool. A, a cool, great, cool analog delay. Yeah, very, very cool pedal. Um, which reminds me of the here. Sir, I'd love to have John Sir back in the show. Yes. John is always welcome. We will have John back, most definitely. Um, There's another thing about a Jet City in here somewhere. Uh, Jet City 22, something about it now sounds thin. Uh, could be the power tubes. I don't know who asked me this, and I saw it in here. I'm just doing it from memory here. Uh, could be the power tubes are shot. Um if it's if it, check if all the EQ is actually working. If if maybe one of the EQ knobs is not working, it's a broken pot. Um, those are cool though. I think you said it was really bright and thin or something. Uh, they can be cool amps though. I mean, they're basically like a little twenty-two watt uh, SLO. Hmm. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. Those are cool amps. Uh, Jimmy Ray Hawkins. Dave, any updates on the new production Friedman guitars? I may have missed it if it was asked and answered earlier. I arrived late. Great show as usual. No snoozing here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a new production Friedman. I mean, we are making things out of snail's pace. So uh, hopefully we uh, intend to branch, get that going at a, on a larger scale here soon. Um, it's been hard making a changeover. <laughs> But uh, we're doing them. Okay. Did you answer this, Zeke Downey? Dave, how would you compare the clean channel of a Run 20 versus a JJ Jr.? It's exactly the same. Okay. The only difference might be the power section. The resonance circuit in the JJ Jr. is slightly different from the Run 20s. But that is literally the only difference. A little lower of frequency and a bit more. Uh, and can you mod a Run Twenty to have a J JBE circuit? Sure, or HBE circuit. Then you, you no JBE. JBE. Then then you would essentially yeah you can mod the amp to basically be the JJ Junior. Right, I did that. You got the full upgrade. Yep. I just, <laughs> just stick the run twenty panels and everything. Yeah, turned it into it's right here. That, was, yep. that used to be a run. That used to be a run twenty. Um. Okay, let's see. I I only have a few more minutes, so I want to make sure we get to questions. So no more super chat, people, please. 
because uh, I got to run soon. Um, Austin Hackett. Hey, guys, any off-the-shelf solutions for sharing multiple effect loops among several amps at home? Would a simple patch bay work? Sharing multiple effects loops among several amps. Uh, I mean, you you could do a patch bay if you just want to patch the effects over into another amp. Simple, simple is not that simple. I mean, you would um, you would have to use you know like the bigger amp switchers and stuff like Ampete four 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 has effects loops options where you can share all the effects loops with one common effect, uh, and they work flawlessly. So, um, she, simply, it's going to be hard to make it work. Okay. And, okay, Maiko. Sorry, not Miko. My bad. Here's a good idea. Jack's guitar player said, what about having touring guitar techs like Trace Foster that have worked for big-name artists? Yeah, Trace Foster has done Angus and done... Geezer Butler and done. Oh God, his list is long. Joe Perry. <laughs> yeah, someone like that would be great. Some long-term guitar techs. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, that gets me thinking. Uh, Paul Reed Smith, I've tried. He ain't coming on. Unless someone else can convince him. <laughs> so, but I did try. Uh, another modern vintage. Thank you, Dave. Any general tips for building a rack in a road case wiring connectivity connecting and any relevant info you relevant info you've learned over the years from building rigs, building rack in a road case. Always do it the right way. This is the, this is the important thing. Don't ever try to think you can do it an easier way. <laughs> um tips uh tips it it it's really involved actually um like for instance uh in a in a rig that i would build um how i ground ground a uh, grind oh sorry ground things in a rack is uh if it's a bunch of rack mount pieces we literally grind the face of the rack rail completely down and grind the back ears of say a Furman, right? And put it at the top and double check internally that that Furman is connected to the third pin ground properly without much resistance and make sure everything's tight and proper because that establishes the ground on the rail. And then every piece of rack gear is also ground on the back ears. And we also make sure that their front panels are actually connected to their chassis properly. Um, and, you know, that becomes the main ground point, so to speak. And then if you break ground loops, there's isolation transformers and different things along the lines of that to break ground loops between gear. It's hard to just explain it. It's um, something you've picked up over the years. Sometimes, you know, also placement of where things are and stuff. Um, I know not. Hey, I don't want to put something with a big transformer on top of the audio switcher because it'll cause hum. So you want to keep that far away. So you have to take a look at what the gear is and, and proper placement. It takes years of experience, to be honest, to get this right. Yep. 
But when you when when you when you do it right, it, it's dead silent. There's no audible noise from the rig at all. Hmm. And sometimes, if you're trying to cram too much in a really tiny space, sometimes there are slight compromises you're going to have to make because you can't get something with a transformer far enough away from something else. And so maybe there might be a residual noise from that. Um, it, it, it's it's not just you know we we uh, little things like you know the power goes to one side mostly, audio goes to the other side mostly. Um, keep the power away from the audio. Little tips like that. Nice. But it, it, it's hard to just put it all in one. Hey, here's the tips. Right, because it believe me, it's a messed up thing for someone that doesn't know much about it to get get it right. Huh. Uh, Swizz eight seven one. Hey, I have a few pedals that need to be unplugged when not in use; otherwise, the battery dies. Why are some pedals built like that, and how is this solved when they're soldered on on a board? Thanks. Pretty much all pedals that have batteries in them, uh, if you unplug them, disconnect the battery. That's uh, just the, the way yeah. the, the, the battery connects to ground through the jack. And that's and otherwise the battery is constantly the circuit is constantly powered up. Even if your LED light is off. It has to be that way. Hmm. Every pedal with a battery is done that way. Don't use batteries. Yeah, because they get a power. Yeah, get a power supply. Yep. Um, okay. Thanks for the super chat, uh, Matthew Stewart. Hey, Mark, how's the new Eggnator? It's awesome. Uh, I got the Eggnator IE4 preamp um reissue that he came out with he originally when did he originally come out with that dave uh that would have been uh around 91 ish how many do you think -ish? how many think were made back then that's a good question i was involved with it then i i don't actually know i don't know how many were made okay good amount like a good amount meaning like 100 or 50 or I would think at least a hundred, if mm -hmm. not more. Okay. Cool. Well, yeah. There's a, so Bruce just recently uh, did a small run, or I, I shouldn't say small. I don't know how how, how many he actually did, but uh, he made the IE4 four channel preamp again, um, and it sounds great. As a matter of fact, Josh Fiden is a feed in or Fiden? I was Fiden. He mentioned that Channel 2 was his favorite, and mm -hmm. it, I kind of skipped over Channel 2 a little bit. I was just like, okay, it works, you know, and then I kind of went to the more rocking channels, but then I went back to Channel 2 after he said it, and I, I was like, oh, yeah, that is you a great... You want to use that with a Strat. Yeah, totally, it's yeah. It's semi-broken up Fender. That's what that was intended for originally. Yep. Almost like a Super Reverb on cranked up on 10 or something, you know? Yep, it sounds great. It sounds really um, good. Yeah. Yeah, so well, they they were cool, and there's a couple of really unique um, unique ones that existed on the original one. So there was two green ones, hmm. polished green, 
originally. And there was one polished red one that got stolen. And we don't know what happened to that one. Hmm. Still hasn't turned up to this day. Wow. Well, Josh said he had a red one. Yeah, the, the original color was red with a gray knob. Oh, I see. Okay. And then it went to a polished silver face with black knobs. Uh, oh, and then there was some some polished uh so it was polished stainless um um i think no it was polished aluminum and uh anodized uh and i that was that we changed the look i thought it was cooler at the time and it did look good yeah i mean i i love how it sounds it's it looks cool it's built like a tank yeah I'm not going to get rid of it. So, uh, and you never see the original IE4s for sale ever. No, not really. Once in a great while. I mean, I never seen one. Um, Michael, uh, no problem. Um, thank you. Let's see. Any other questions before I have to run? It's getting late. Um, are Synergy modules compatible with it? Compatible with what? Uh, older Randall things, older Eggnator items. Yes, they are compatible. You just only get one channel. Yeah. So I, I'm, uh, not, I'm not sure what you were asking, but yeah, I think. <laughs> um, oh, here's one modern vintage said, uh, Tone Talk Dave, are diesels still handmade and tested by Peter Liu and a few people in Germany, or have they changed to bad, making them due to COVID working restrictions? No, diesels are just distributed by bad. So diesels are still made in Germany and tested in Germany. Okay. Um, I think we've gotten to all the super chats. I really appreciate everybody watching the show, all 316 or more of you. Uh, please hit subscribe. All right, and help us get to the 20,000th uh, subscriber so we can do that show and give away the guitar to someone cool. Um, and our next show is with Jason of Head First Amps, and that will be on April Fool's, April 1st. Um, and then a week later, April 8th, is with Dave Navarro of Jane's Addiction. Um, and then after that, uh, who else was I talking to? Oh, we have Rob Cunningham from Diodario, mm -hmm. who's going to come on. And uh, there's a few other folks. We, of course, we talked about Cantrell. Um, so we'll continue having great shows for you guys and and booking guests. So anything else from your end, Dave? Uh, no, I'm just looking. I was just trying to see if there's anything we missed, but I think I think we covered most everything. So you guys have a good night. Yes. Maybe, maybe I'm going to buy a Starcaster. <laughs> I, oh, I, I, no, I'm not going to buy a Starcaster. Does Bruce Eggnator still own the Eggnator brand? Uh, no. No. That's owned by Boutique Amps Distribution. Mm -hmm. So, but it was Bruce, purchased from him. But Bruce does have his own uh 
name and of course it's his name and e3 um, audio now and oh e3 audio right so he's still yeah. building amps he has his, his amp class mm-hmm. that you can you can take and and you know i think he's doing another run of these preamps he, he mentioned that he might be doing so yeah reach out to bruce um, yeah good stuff I, I i still would love to take one of his classes that one day should i should because now that i don't really travel for work much anymore um it'll be more of a easy it'll be easier so all right well guys have a great weekend and we'll be back next week we'll see you and that's that's at 9 p.m eastern 6 p.m pacific next week with uh, jason all right and hit the like button subscribe and all that other stuff please all righty we'll talk see you guys bye-bye bye